All right, if you take God's precious word and turn to Proverbs chapter 2. Proverbs chapter 2, God willing, we'll be expounding verses 8 and 9 tonight. The title of the message is The Streets in God's Neighborhood. The Streets in God's Neighborhood. Proverbs 2, verses 8 through 9. In the past few verses, Solomon has been encouraging us to seek the wisdom of God as if we were seeking for valuable, hidden treasure. And Solomon hasn't just been telling us to seek for God's wisdom, but he's been telling us why, explaining why we need to seek for God's wisdom, the benefits of it. In verse 7 last week, Solomon said, God lays up sound wisdom for the righteous He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. And I explained to you last week what walking uprightly meant. We learned that the word uprightly means straight. So the idea is that when we walk uprightly, we're walking down the straight path that the word of God lays for us. We're not veering off to the left of it. We're not veering off to the right of it. We're going straight down the word of God. And tonight in verse 8... Solomon tells us why we should walk the path God's word lays out for us. He says, if you'll look now in verse 8, and I tell you, I'm so looking forward to teaching this. I, I, man, sometimes I just get in the word. Brother Shepherd and I will text each other back and forth. And, uh, boy, I had a good study today or something like that. And I tell you what, boy, God's word's so good. If you'll look here in verse 8, the Bible says, He keepeth... The paths of judgment. Now this is one verse that every Christian should commit to memory. He keepeth the paths of judgment. If all you did was memorize the first half of this that we just read, it would be well worth you committing to memory and I think quite easy to do so. Explaining why we should walk according to the word of God, Solomon informs us here that God keeps... The paths of judgment. The Hebrew word translated judgment here is the idea of judging in the sense of rendering a verdict. Like sometimes you'll have a, a judge will have a bench trial. Uh, juries, uh, you know, they, they render verdicts as well, of course. Sometimes a judge will render the verdict if it's a bench trial. But uh, it's, it's in the sense of judging something in rendering a verdict in a particular case. When a judge or jury renders a verdict, they're trying the facts of the case. And they're making a decision on if that person is guilty or innocent in the sight of the law. Is that person right or is that person wrong? That's the judgment they're having to make. And Genesis 18.25 if you would like to turn there tonight, Genesis 18.25 is a good example of how this word is used in Scripture, this Hebrew word. And if we'll read it tonight in its context in Hebrews 18.25, I believe it will really help us interpret our verse here in Proverbs tonight. Genesis 18.25 And 
let me just give you some background as we go into this. God had just told Abraham that he was going to destroy the city of Sodom. And Abraham, hoping that God might spare the city for his nephew Lot's sake, he begins to bring some legal or moral type arguments to God and, uh, and, and trying to reason with God from his human perspective. And he says, if you'll look in verse 25, he says, that be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked. And that the righteous should be as the wicked, that be far from thee. What's he saying? He's saying, hey, Lord, it's not right for you to treat the wicked and the righteous all the same. Oh, that's not right to do. Look, then look what Abraham says. Then Abraham said, shall not the judge of all the earth do right? Underscore that word right. And then in your margin put Proverbs 2, 8. This is the same Hebrew word translated judgment in Proverbs 2.8. He keepeth the paths of judgment. Shall not the judge of all the earth do judgment is what he's saying. Abraham was telling God that it would be wrong for him to treat the righteous people as if they were wicked people. He's saying, God, surely you will judge between the two. Surely judging uh, uh, is what you do, and you're going to judge who is right and who is wrong. You're going to separate. You're just not going to have a bunch of people in a building and just bomb the whole building and kill everybody. You're going to somehow separate them, and you'll judge the, the wicked, and you'll somehow save the righteous. Surely, Lord, that's what you'll do. He said, shall not you, God, the judge of all the earth, do right? Shall not you render a proper verdict on the people of Sodom and not condemn the righteous that are living in that city among the wicked? So now with that understanding, a more rich understanding of this word judgment, Let's go ahead and go back to our verse in Proverbs 2.8. And knowing this Hebrew word better now, Solomon says God keeps the paths of judgment. In other words, God keeps the paths of a proper verdict that he has rendered. Okay? God keeps the paths of a proper verdict that he has rendered. You know what the Bible is? Well, among other things, the Bible is a record of the verdicts that God has rendered about our life. The, rec- the, the Bible is a record of verdicts that God has rendered about life, our life here on earth. In the Bible, God tells us what is right And God tells us what is wrong. He renders a verdict for everything that is good. And he renders a verdict against everything that is bad. He lets us know which is which. He says, all right, here's life. This is bad. Guilty. Sin. 
this is good, righteousness, right, innocence, whatever. So that, among other things, is what the Bible is for us. And he does not treat good and evil the same. Anyone who reads the Bible can tell that. That's why in the Old Testament he would have clean things and unclean things. It wasn't so much that God cared about dogs or chickens or or sheep or goats or anything like that. But he was showing us that God puts difference. He judges between that which is clean and unclean, holy and unholy, good and bad. And then he declares his judgments to us. In the Bible, God reveals his righteous judgments to us in the form of commandments. When you read a commandment, it's God's judgment. If he says, thou shalt not kill, what is he doing? He's looking at Cain killing Abel, for example. He's saying, my verdict is bad, unholy. You shall not kill. So you see, he's rendering a judgment there. He's rendering a verdict there. And he's telling us that is bad. So that commandment is God's judgment about our life. And by giving us these commandments, we're talking about him keeping the paths of judgment. By giving these commandments, if you could think of it, we're talking about this walking the straight path. In uh, Tyler, where I work in downtown Tyler, their streets are paved with bricks. Those of y'all who are familiar with it. And uh, it's kind of interesting when you see them do a road repair. Uh, they don't come out with a truck and a load of asphalt or anything like that. I, they come out there and they pry up the old bricks and pull them out. And they take new bricks and just set them down in there and they drive off. That's pretty much it. It's been working for a long time like that for them. God's paths are paved with his judgments. Paved with his verdicts. Thou shalt not kill. There is a brick. Thou shalt not steal. There's a brick. Don't make a mock at sin. There's a brick. <laughs> uh, and in all of his commandments that he gives us, go into all the world, preach the gospel of every, every creature. There's a brick. All of his judgments of what is good and what is bad, out of all of those judgments, he takes the good verdicts, the things he's rendered as good and holy, and on his paths of judgment... Everything he judges good is laid out as the brick for us to walk on. That makes sense? Okay. So with that imagery in your mind, we'll go back here to this text. Solomon calls it the paths of judgment. That's why he calls it the paths of judgment, because they're paved with the bricks of God's verdict. God's paths of judgment are the paths that the people of God should always Now, concerning these paths of judgment, Solomon says God keeps them. Now, don't think that it means that God walks these paths of judgment and he's trying to keep his own commandments here. That's not what Solomon is saying. Okay. He says God keepeth the paths of judgment. The word keep here means to guard or protect. And in this context tonight, God guards and protects the paths of judgment. Tammy and I were watching an old movie the other night, which is about all we can watch. Everything else is dirty. (coughs) 
We were watching an old movie the other night, and in this movie, a man in his, I don't know what city he was in, but it was a big city in the old days, <coughs> pardon me, and uh, he steps out of his house at night, and he's, he begins walking down the city street at night, it's late, and as he's walking down the city street, he encounters a police officer, he's got his big billy club out, and you know how they go, you know, down the fence like that, and He's out walking the street like that. He encounters that policeman who's patrolling the city on foot, making sure that the streets were a safe place for the citizens to walk. And on the next block, there was another officer patrolling on foot with his nightstick. And on the next block, there's another officer. And if any officer were to see a citizen in danger and they were to need any help, of course, they would step in to try to to help that citizen, but if they needed extra help, all they had to do is go on their whistle and all these other cops would run over and they would help that uh, officer. You'd have a whole team of policemen running to assist them. And as I watched that movie, I remember thinking to myself how nice it would be to know that right outside your door there was a policeman walking up and down the streets of your neighborhood all night long while you slept, making sure that everything was safe where you lived, that a policeman was keeping the paths of your neighborhood. It's a very comforting feeling when you think about it. Glenda, I'll walk up down your street tonight if it makes you feel better. But it's a very comforting feeling when you think about it, the, the kind of feeling that will allow a person to be able to lay their head down that pillow at night in peace, knowing that someone on the street they live on, just outside their door, is watching out for them all night long. Can you imagine how nice it would be, how safe it would make you feel? If you could walk outside your door and just walk down the street, knowing that you'd be encountering policemen as you went. That is what Solomon is describing to us. That kind of feeling I just described. God himself patrols the paths of judgment. He paved the streets and he patrols the streets he paved. The paths of the world that they, they lay out their own paths for us and it's paid with things that are bad for us. Things that are against God's righteous judgment. But the paths the world lays out for us, they're, they're like a dark alley in a bad neighborhood in a high crime area. How many of y'all have ever ventured out to a really bad neighborhood before? How did it make you feel when you went in that neighborhood? Brother Doug, you probably lived there. I forget his history, you know. Anyway. But how does it make you feel when you venture out and you realize, man, I'm in the wrong neighborhood? you feel safe? When you get out of that neighborhood, do you feel like, yeah, I've been in some bad neighborhoods, especially working. I've been in some bad neighborhoods. And... When you, when you get in, a, in an area like that, if you were to walk down those streets, you're bound to get hurt. You're bound to get robbed. You're bound to suffer 
loss of life or limb. You know, there are streets in some cities that are so unsafe, the police won't even patrol there. But the streets God has paid for us in His Word are well patrolled by God Himself. He keepeth the paths of judgment. God patrols these paths so that the saints who walk by His commandments can travel in them safely. Solomon says, God keeps the paths of judgment. Look back in your text. And preserveth the way or the path of His saints. And that word preserveth there, it means He hedges them about. Now we don't hedge so much today. But you know what we have today? We would say, they walled them about. They, they put walls up. The whole idea with a hedge here is that they put these borders, this boundary up to keep bad stuff out. He preserves or hedges the paths of judgment. So when we take the path God's laid out for us in Scripture, we're not only walking on streets that are patrolled, but we're living in a gated community. Does that make sense? That's what we're doing. They say one of the most important things a woman needs is a sense of security. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to live in a secure place, a place that's well patrolled, well walled, where the you're going to be preserved, your way is going to be preserved, then walk according to the commandments that God has paid for us in His Word. Now, here's the deduction that we can get from all of this. It doesn't mean if we follow God, no harm will ever come to us, that we'll never be persecuted as Christians, that uh, we'll, we'll never be uh, ridiculed as Christians or anything else. It doesn't mean our tire will never go flat. We'll always have money in the bank. It doesn't mean that. But here's what you can deduct from this, and you can put it in the bank, and it'll cash every time. The center of God's will is the safest place you will ever be. The center of God's will is the safest place you will ever be. Man, I don't want to get out of the center of God's will. God's paths of judgment will safely lead you to blessing and joy and peace and fruitfulness. They'll lead you to adventure and abundance and satisfaction in your life. I told someone the other day, I'm 54 years old. I told someone the other day, and I meant it. I feel like I've lived two full lives. I do. If I died today, if I died here in this pulpit right now, I wouldn't have missed out on anything. I feel so full. And had I lived the years that I've been as a Christian, had I lived them for the world, I'd be so empty. I wouldn't have anything. But I've got wealth in Jesus Christ. The paths of judgment lead you to all these things. Blessing, peace, fruitfulness, adventure, abundance, and satisfaction. God's paths of judgment leads us to every good thing that the human soul could ever long for. The devil will tell you that there's a, a better path for you to take. 
He'll say, hey, I've got a shortcut that'll take you to that same stuff Brother Richard just mentioned. A much easier and quicker way to get all those things he just said. You know, he showed Eve that shortcut one day, didn't he? I've got a shortcut. Come over here. She found out the hard way what can happen when you walk down the devil's dark alley. When you depart from the safe, well-patrolled, well-lit paths of God's judgment. Like a kidnapper luring a little child with a piece of candy and a good story about a lost puppy dog or something trying to get that child into the car. The devil will tell you anything to lure you away from the safety of God's word. But Solomon is telling us how things really are. He is giving us vivid imagery so that we can know the truth about the decisions we make in life. So that we can understand that the decisions we make can either take us down the streets of the devil's high crime neighborhood or down the well-patrolled streets of a gated community. That are paved with the righteous judgments of God. Well I tell you when I was studying this. I remember just having this conviction come over my heart. That oh God. I want to make sure that I step on the paths of your verdicts. I want to make sure my feet are always walking on the paths of your judgment. I don't want to be anywhere else. You know one good thing about it? You know the safest place you'll ever be is in the center of God's will. We learn here tonight. You know what the wonderful thing is? If I'm walking down the path of God's judgment. And I know I'm doing what God has me do in His Word. And I happen to get hurt there. I happen to go broke there. I happen to have a whirlwind come like with Job and, and destroy my, my property and some of my family and, and bad things happen to me. You know, you know the comfort I have when I'm on the path of God's judgment? I know my way has been kept. And I know that that was not the result of me living out of the will of God. And I tell you what, for some people, when bad things happen in their lives, the first thing they begin to ask themselves is this. God, what have I been doing wrong? And it helps them process things in, in, in their life. That was one of the things Job wrestled with. Hey, I haven't done anything bad here. I, I, I know this is not from you know God punishing me for what I'm doing wrong. I've been doing what He told me to do. The other people didn't understand it. But boy, how wonderful it is when you check yourself and you think, Okay, Lord, I've been following you here. And this is where your path of judgment has led me. I'm going to trust you in this. And you have the peace of mind in knowing that God brought you here to purify you, to try you, to refine you like silver and gold, and to grow you in His grace. He didn't bring you here as a result of your departing from His word and you being punished. That can give you peace of mind, you know, give you peace of mind. So let's look back here in the, in the scripture now. Uh, Solomon said, when you gain the wisdom of God and walk the paths he, he paid for you, verse 9, then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity. 
Righteousness, judgment, and equity are things that belong to wisdom. When we read about these things in a book, if you were to read in a book and read about righteousness, judgment, and equity, if you were to hear a pastor or maybe your parent talking to you, well, let's have a talk about righteousness, judgment, and equity tonight. That might sound boring to us. You know, it's a long cry from cowboys and Indians or anything like that. Righteousness, judgment, and equity don't sound very exciting, especially to a young person who's just getting started in life. But righteousness, judgment, and equity are the paving stones that line the safe streets in the good neighborhood that God's laid out for us. And if you've ever found yourself in a bad neighborhood, like some of you said you have, then you'll quickly learn to appreciate the safety of the well-patrolled streets. When you travel the paths of judgment, you'll begin to understand righteousness and judgment and equity. Last year, the city of Chicago had over 800 murders. 800 murders. That means on average, every 12 hours, somebody was murdered in that city. Every day of the year. Even Christmas. In that same city, last year... There were 3,561 shootings. That means on average there was a shooting incident about every two and a half hours. I don't want to live in a city like that. If you were to live in a city like that where you had to worry about bullets flying from the outside into your house and hitting your grandchild or, or yourself while you're in the recliner and, and, and uh, streets that you don't feel safe to go outside and walk on. And, 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 and if you were to leave a city like that and you were to move into a peaceful, gated community, then you would finally understand and appreciate the importance of the safe streets you finally live on. That's the way it is with the streets of God's judgment. Sin brings so much unnecessary harm to people. Oh my goodness. So much unnecessary harm to people. It causes so much unnecessary stress and drama and pain and death. And if, if people were to either leave those sinful pathways. And if, if they were to leave them and enter into the, the peace and the safety and the security of living on the well-patrolled streets of God's Word, then they would finally understand and appreciate the great value of the wise and righteous judgments of God. Though they may have scoffed at the Bible before, they would finally understand righteousness and judgment and equity. Yea, Solomon said, they would understand, look, every Good path. See that? They would understand every good path. There have been so many times that I wish I could let one of my lost loved ones. You, you, you see them. You know they're not saved. You see them living in, in, in misery. You see them in that sin. And oh, there's been so many times I just wish I could take them out of their body. Put them into mine with my brain and my life and let them just have a moment to experience the love and the joy and peace and fullness and security that I experience in my life as a child of God. 
Oh, I think to myself, if they would only know the wonderful life that comes by walking according to the word of God, they'd finally understand. Hearing the word of God gives you information. Obeying it, Solomon says, gives you understanding. That's when you understand. When you decide to obey God and walk according to his word in a particular situation in your life. The experience and the blessing you gain by following God's word will give you the the faith to obey God's word in other situations that you encounter in life. You understand the judgment and the righteousness and equity. You begin to get it. It begins to make sense to you. And, 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 and as you follow that word and, and, and you gain that wisdom and, and, and you see, oh God, you were right. I'm so glad I took this path here. Then you'll learn to say as you encounter something else in your life. And then you have another decision to make. And you think, okay, what am I going to do here? Am I going to respond and walk according to the path of my flesh? What my flesh says to do? Or am I going to trust God and I'm going to walk according to the path of God's judgment in this situation? Based on your past experience, and you have now understanding of righteousness, judgment, and equity, you'll learn to say, when that situation comes up the next time, you'll be able to say, God has been so faithful to me when I trust and obey Him. And so I'm going to trust Him in this situation too. Yea, Solomon said, you will understand every good path. You will learn that God's way is always the best way. I tell you what, I want to walk nowhere else but every good path that God's laid out for me. I don't want these feet on anything else. I want to walk the well-patrolled safe streets. I don't want to suffer the unnecessary harm and drama and pain in my life. And by walking those safe, familiar paths, you'll be able to give good directions to others so they can walk there too. You will say, hey, in this situation, let me tell you what you do. You need to do this right here. Go that path right there. I've been down that road before. It's a good path. It may seem a little hard for you. It may take longer. Uh, You may not see the outcome you want in the beginning. But in the end, you'll be so glad you took it. He keepeth the paths of judgment. He preserveth the ways of of his saints. With that we'll go ahead and close. And God willing take back up. In the next verse. Next Wednesday night. Heavenly Father we thank you for everything you've done for us Lord. I thank you Father. You don't just give us commandments. And tell us to be careful. You don't just tell us which way to go. And, and then we have to hope for the best. But when we step out. On the verdicts of your word. And we walk on them. Then we know we've entered into a path father. That's safe. That's well patrolled. That's hedged about by your grace. A place we can walk in confidence father. Knowing that. Any any harm. Anything that, that comes to us Lord. Is ultimately for our good. And you preserve our way. And we know dear Lord God. That 
That's the way we want to take. And Lord, I know the devil is going to try his best like he did Eve to get us to veer off that path. But Lord, I pray tonight for me and for each one here in this church and those who are watching online. Every member we have, I pray, Lord, that by your Holy Spirit, you'll help us and convince us to walk the paths of your judgment every time. God, help us to commit this verse to memory. And we pray it in Jesus' precious and holy name, Lord. Amen.